Oh my goodness. Hello, everyone. I was so excited to make another podcast that, like, I literally... So today, (laughs) tonight, tomorrow... Hold on. Words are fucking hard. Okay, let me try again. Okay. Last night, I released my first episode, and I was so fucking jazzed. And I was like, oh my god, I can't fucking wait to record more. So here I am the next day at 9.16 p.m. Um... (laughs) recording the next episode um like I said I've been thinking about making a podcast for a while so like like I'm just super happy that I'm finally going through with it even if only like one person listens but if like something that I said resonates with that one person or makes that one person feel like they're less alone that's all I fucking care about like I'm not doing this to get famous or any shit like that. I don't fucking care, quite frankly. Um, I'm doing this to share my story, to connect with, like, you guys, and just really to, like, be like, yeah, I'm a human too, and being a human fucking sucks sometimes. Um, So anyways, all that set aside, I worked at the kennel today which I'll get into in this episode and then I milk cows I haven't showered yet I went to Jared's parents house and ate dinner I did change clothes because I'm not a fucking Neanderthal but I am a little bit of ne- of a Neanderthal because I didn't um shower which might be gross to some of you but I don't fucking care um but anyways I was so excited to start recording this new episode that I came home and fucking ran up the stairs and literally just started hitting record. So I first, in this first section, I just want to address um, that one of the things that I really enjoy doing is pulling cards. And that's kind of something that I've decided that I'm going to do at the beginning of every or almost every podcast episode. Um, right now I'm using the Spirit Animal Oracle by Colette Baron reed Um, I love that deck because I love animals. Um, I think the messages are super, super clear and it's not as confusing as tarot is. Um, I feel like it's more broad. It can be more broadly, um, applied and accepted. Um, with that being said, I just wanted to clear some things up because I was a Catholic for a very long time and I was taught that oracle decks and tarot and stuff like that was the work of the devil. I'm here to tell you it is not. I do not have any ill intentions when I am pulling the deck, like when I am working with the deck and pulling out cards. Um, typically what I do is like you guys have seen me do like drop an emoji and I'll pull a card for you so typically what I do is I can see your usernames and stuff like that so I'll grab my deck and I'll start shuffling through it and I'll just set the intention out and be like okay what do you want like universe spirit god what do you want this person to know and then I pull a card like shuffle the deck sometimes cards fly the fuck out sometimes I just like get a good feeling I'm like oh this is the one um oh my god my fucking dog hold on okay I'm back a little bit out of breath because I walked down the stairs and then I walked back up the stairs um anyways I don't know if the microphone like picked up on that noise or not There was a loud bang. I assumed it was Igor being a fuck again but nothing was destroyed as far as I can see so hopefully everything's okay Um, I think most of you know, but I'll just go over it quick. I have four children, um, two 
kitties. Their names are Wally and Arlo and two pit mixes. And their names are Harold and Igor. So, um, like, just take a quick scroll through my Instagram and you'll fucking see I'm kind of a psychotic um, animal mom. Anyways, back to card pulling. Um, so, what I want to say about the card pulling is... Take what applies to you and leave what doesn't. It is not meant to be. Like, I don't want anyone to feel pressured. If you don't want to listen to me pull a card, that's super chill. I totally respect that. Just skip the fuck ahead. Um, I, when I pull cards, um, I read directly from the little oracle book that goes with them. So, typically, like, in the spirit animal oracle deck, um... A higher power is referred to as spirit. I don't necessarily, like for me, again, this is going to be a whole other podcast because I have to get into like deconstruction, my roots and all of that kind of stuff. Um, But for me, my higher power, I normally refer to as the universe. I interchange with spirit. Um, So if I pull a card and I say spirit has to say this, but you believe in God, change spirit to God or only take what applies to you or don't even listen to it at all you know what I'm saying um these readings are meant to be fun and uplifting so I need to go shower but I'll be back okay I am back um I've got some sage lit um I lit it like right by my face which isn't the smartest but I fucking love incense so um yeah you can get incense from earthbound you can get incense from um the eye of horse that's a metaphysical shop in minneapolis and if you don't live close to or in minneapolis um they do have an online store i highly recommend them i got a um tarot deck and book and a couple other books from them and they were actually published in woodbury minnesota so i think that's super super cool um, but yeah, so I got my stage lit, so I'm gonna go ahead and pull a card. And I actually might pull two cards because I'm just super torn between trying to decide between pulling a spirit animal oracle card or the mystical shaman oracle card. So I'm just gonna pull one from both. Okay, so I went ahead and paused while I like got my cards out and stuff, but you'll hear me shuffling. Um, and the first thing I'm going to pull from, the first deck I'm going to pull from, um, is the Spirit Animal deck. So, just going to take a moment of silence to kind of chill out, align myself, ask the universe what it has to share. Okay, and we got the crow spirit reversed. So let me check in my book and we will see what that means. I need to reorganize my cards first. So literally when I was pulling there, um, I was just shuffling and shuffling. And then all of a sudden I just felt like my hand go on one card. And I was like, yep, this is the one. And here we are. So I have seen the curl spirit before. I don't know exactly what it means, but I'll read it. So again, since it was reversed or upside down, um, that means it's a protection message. So 
Crow, spirits wa- Crow Spirit wants to know why you think there is no magic in the world. Or do you believe that there once was, but it ran out, leaving nothing but ordinances? Although conditions have become challenging, you have no reason to believe that everything you've set an intention for will elude you. Right now, the outer world is shifting. Can you feel it? Maybe you are fretting about experiencing the results of some of your poor, poor choices or judgments from the past. Crow Spirit is here to remind you that you can always course correct and get back on track. Maybe you've been hit by a loss or a disappointment, and as a result, maybe you've been hit by a loss or a disappointment as a result of an event that has absolutely nothing to do with your manifesting, yet it has shaken you to your core. Crow Spirit asks you to trust that no matter the temporary conditions, things will things will right themselves very soon. The law of balance makes it inevitable that this too shall pass. So that was our um, spirit animal oracle deck. And now I'm going to do the shaman oracle deck. So again, I'll just take a little bit of silence and match with the cards. Look here, shuffling. And me humming Noah Cyrus's new song. Well, it's not new. It came out in December. Um, but it's called All Three. I love the Cyrus girls. I think they're awesome. I could do a whole fucking podcast on, like, why I love the Cyrus girls, Miley Cyrus, Noah Cyrus. Um, I think they're super talented. I love Noah's style of singing. And this song is called All Three. And I love it. And you should go listen to it. Because it's beautiful. Okay. I'm not connecting with my cards. Hold on. Moment of silence again. I just started humming. Okay. Okay. So for this one, we got the C. Also reversed. So. Let me find my book. And the artwork is super pretty for this. I think I'll probably post it um, on my story on Instagram. Just so you guys can see, like the art because it's pretty i don't know sometimes i just oh the seer the seer not the sea the seer so like the seer also for crow spirit i forgot to say that the little phrase underneath it is co-create with spirit okay so we had the crow spirit from our spirit animal deck and now we have the seer from the mystical shaman oracle deck and colette baron reed also was part of creating this deck so the way that just this deck works is similar to the animal spirit deck if we get a card and it's reversed or flipped upside down it's i'll read the medicine portion or like how in the spirit animal one it was the protection message this is the medicine message um so first i'm going to read the essence which is just kind of the general gist of the card so the seer represents the capacity to reach beyond the obvious details of life into the hidden realms where information is available to those with the discernment to perceive it This symbol represents psychic perception, intuition, and the capacity to know something without prior exposure. The seer knows truth, always seeks truth beyond all else, and sees reality as it truly is without judgment. The seer can read between the lines and understands what is not being said. He represents the power of clarity and being able to recognize patterns. 
Okay, so that was the essence of the card. So now I will read the medicine message of the card. The seer has arrived now to challenge you to get out of denial and begin telling yourself the truth about your situation. Wishful thinking will not make what you desire happen when you're refusing to see things as they are. The truth may hurt, but it will set you free to claim the bounty that is waiting for you to notice it. This is a moment of true power. The seer offers you his medicine. When you're ready, surrender your vision to spirit and ask, ask to be shown the truth, no matter the price. Once you do so, your eyes will open and you will receive a powerful gift. So, those are our two card readings. Um, I thought they were super awesome. I hope they resonate with you. Um, like I said, I just love doing card readings at the beginning. I think it's a super cool way to get in touch with your intuition and just kind of like reflect on your life and all of that good stuff. So, yeah. With that being said, let's get into it. Um, this podcast episode, I am going to talk about my career shift and when I decided and kind of how I came upon the conclusion to let go of school. Um, so, yeah, um, I I really want to talk about my deconstruction and all of that in terms of my faith, how I went from being Catholic to um, not being Catholic at all. That'll probably be a two-part episode because I have a lot to say and I don't really want to talk for like three hours on end, which I probably could. Um, so yeah, that'll be coming up soon too and I'm really excited about that because I used to write articles for the Odyssey. For those of you who are friends with me on Facebook, you may have seen um, some articles that I was writing a few years ago and in one of the articles that I wrote I talked kind of about how I had shifted from um, attending the Catholic Church to a church in Laconia called Freshwater um, and I was met with a lot of grief from my from like some certain family members um, and really just the Catholic way is like Catholicism is the one true way. So why the fuck would you do anything else? Um, so that was very difficult for me to do and overcome. And now I have completely stepped away from the church. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a journey. Um, quite frankly, I don't have the energy to talk about that tonight. <laughs> I worked a full day. I worked at the kennel and then I milked cows which is what I want to talk about in this podcast is my career change and letting go of school which I said like 30 seconds ago but you know um so kind of where to start where to start okay so I'll start from the beginning when I was a little girl I used to bring home stray animals <laughs> I hope you're not surprised um, <laughs> the first animal I ever had was a stray cat. We named her Allie and she had seven kittens and one of the kittens we kept and her name was Jasmine. Um, and then throughout high school, um, in the ninth grade, I became super, super depressed and my mom was like, well, like what's going to help you? And I was like, I need a dog because I really wanted a dog and well, you know fucking animals man they really do help um and so we adopted delilah 
and she is a Shepherd Husky Lab mix. She's from the Golden Valley Humane Society. Um, and then <laughs> once I went away to college, um, Jasmine had passed. She was about 13, 14 years old. I came back on Easter break and she was just like lethargically laying on the deck and I was like, yeah, it's, it's time to go. Um, and so she passed, she was euthanized. Mm, I don't like that. It sounds so like unpersonal. Um, but we put her down, we put her to sleep. Um, and then about a year later, I was like, or maybe it was two years later. I don't really know. But I was like, God, I fucking miss having a cat. So I just brought home a kitten. Um, and that would be my baby boy, Wally. And then, like, the following year, I decided that I wanted to adopt a cat, which I had never done before. Um, Allie was a stray. Jasmine came from Allie. And Wally, I was working on a horse farm at the time. And it was just him and his brother. They were abandoned by their mom. They didn't have any homes, but his brother had a home and Wally didn't. So I just fucking took him home because he was a cute little shit. Um, so then I adopted Arlo. And then a couple months later, I adopted Harold. And then a full year later, a little bit more than a year, which I am proud of myself for making it that long, um, we adopted Igor. So that's kind of my story of animals and adoption. Um, but since I, ever since I was a young girl, I wanted to be a vet. I would literally, like, play vet all the time. I would utilize my stuffed animals, utilize my cat Jasmine. Like, my dad is a computer dude. Um, so he has, like, little, like, tools. And I would take Jasmine downstairs and, like, put her on the bench and, like, pretend that I was doing surgery on her with my dad's tools. Obviously, they didn't hurt her. They weren't, like, super pointy or anything like that. Um, but I would pretend to do that all the time when I was a kid and I would even have my dad like (laughs) come upstairs and bring a stuffed animal and fill out all the information about the stuffed animal. Um, if it was a dog, it'd be like, how old is the dog? What is the dog's name? What kind of breed is the dog? All of that, like literally like a literal vet office. Um, and that was just something that I loved and I have loved animals since I was since I can remember um I've always just had a really special connection with them um Jared's gaming in the back so if you hear like random screams that's Jared um (laughs) but I've always really just had a really special connection with animals in nature and so yeah I've always wanted to be when I was younger I always wanted to be a vet Fast forward to when I was in high school, um, I did go to Colorado and tour a vet tech school there. It was a 220-acre farm. It was gorgeous. Colorado, at that point in time, like, I was like, weed is bad. Um, But (laughs) looking back now, I'm like, God, I wonder how much of a different person, not, maybe not a different person, but how much of a different path I would be on if I went to that school. Regardless, I'm happy that things happened the way they did. I believe that everything happens for a reason, and this is my path, and I'm very happy about it. Um, 
So anyways, I was thinking about being a vet tech, um, thinking about going out to Colorado. My grandma was alive at the time and she literally told me, she was like, I prayed that you wouldn't go to Colorado because that was just too far away. And I was like, God damn it, grandma. Like, just let me leave. Like, I was so fed up with the small town that I'd grown up in, Winstead, and all of Winstead shit. Most of you probably know you're either from Winstead or you, oh my God, oh man. It's like 11 o'clock at night. Or you um, live in a town near Winstead and have dealt with small town bullshit. Some of you may love small towns. I personally am not the largest fan of them. I always um, tend to get into Facebook spats with some of the people of small towns. And I need to fucking control myself. But sometimes I just can't. Because sometimes they're just posting. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What? What the fuck? Anyways, majorly sidetracked. Okay, where was I? Uh... Oh, yeah, okay. So in high school, it was going to be a vet tech. Um, then when I was 16, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, I also always thought as a teenager that I was never smart enough to get into a four-year school. So I never really explored those options. I never really pushed myself. I just kind of decided like, yep, I'm going to be a vet tech and I'm going to be fine with that and I'm not going to strive for anything more um and then when I was 16 my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and I remember making like a deal with God I had I was getting my first job I was in line to get my first job which was at the nursing home in Winston um and I remember making this deal with God of like okay God if I get this job then I'll consider nursing and of course I got the job. Um, and so nursing was kind of my new path. Um, I really do enjoy the human body. I think it's fascinating. I think it's wonderful. I think nursing is an incredible career. It's a fucking hard career. I appreciate all the nurses um, who are out there, all healthcare workers, blah, blah, blah. I could go on a whole tangent about that. Um, but so then that kind of just became my identity. Like, after my mom got breast cancer, I decided I'm going to be a nurse and I am going to help people. Um, and so I kind of realized and accepted that I wanted to be a nurse at the end of my junior year of high school. Um, and I hadn't signed up for the ACT or any of that shit or looked at colleges or toured colleges or anything like that. And so the fall came around and then I was really like, okay, no, actually, like, I do think I want to pursue nursing, um, and so I took my ACT, literally sent a prayer up, I was like, okay, I fucking suck at tests, so if this is really what you want me to do, then you need to help me get a good score, and I got an average score, which is, we fucking love average, man, I fucking love average, okay, um, and was looking at colleges, obviously, like, for four-year, um, didn't really want to go, all the way out to Colorado, but I definitely wanted to get the fuck out of Winstead. So I started looking at schools in Duluth, and at the time, UMD did not have a nursing program, and I don't know if they do now or not. Um, so the College of St. Scholastica was really my only option because I wanted to get my BSN, which is a four-year degree in nursing, whereas your LPN is a two-year, CNA is a certification, all of that kind of stuff. There's like a whole hierarchy to the field of nursing. Um, anyways, 
So, toured Scholastica December of my senior year, sent in all my shit, got accepted, and left for school that summer. Um, and I loved college. I loved being a freshman. I loved being a sophomore. Um, kind of at the beginning, I was always dabbling between, like, nursing and social work. Uh, but I stuck with nursing. Um, and so my freshman year did super well. Um, I didn't really have good grades in high school, but in college, since I was doing something I actually was interested and actually wanted to do, and I got the fuck out of my small ass town, um, I applied myself more. I enjoyed what I was doing and my GPA was way better than it was in high school. Um, so that was something that was a really cool experience for me because I never thought of myself as being smart or smart enough or worthy enough to be in a four-year college um so yeah uh freshman year whatever uh did fine it was kind of a wild ride but I was just a good little catholic girl I like didn't party or any of that shit I was like the mom of the friend group that I had at the time always making sure that my friends were safe and picking them up if they were drunk blah 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 all that kind of stuff um So sophomore year comes around and I had gotten accepted to the nursing program. Um, And unfortunately, I had started to really focus on my eating and working out. Um, The spring of my freshman year, I had gained like 15 pounds, I think. And I was like, this is fucking happening again. So come fall of my sophomore year I was like well I'm not gonna do that so I started working out I started I'm using quotations watching what I was eating which just eventually turned into restricting and eventually it got to a point where I was working out for an hour every single morning um restricting myself to the least amount of food possible and then I would stay up till midnight because I was working two jobs and trying to do school. So yeah, uh, quickly, quickly took a toll on my mental health. I also got some pretty awful news about um, a family member. And that really just escalated the deterioration of my mental health. And that, I think, is kind of when school no longer fit the life path that I was on so I made it a little bit into the spring of my sophomore year I think I made it to like April um in March I went to a crisis center because I was suicidal um the first time I was pretty willing to go I brought myself in worked with my therapist at the Emily program because I was going to treatment for my eating disorder at the time um and was like okay let's do this went there for two or three days I think it's all voluntary so they don't commit you or anything like that so you can like come for a day leave the next day or come for a week and leave when your week's up it all depends on what works for you and kind of how much your insurance covers as well um it's called Birchtree. it's a really really awesome crisis center up in Duluth it's a great resource I wouldn't be here without it um so that's just my little plug for anyone who's living up in the Duluth area I will say Duluth is a pretty shitty town um but they do have a lot of good things in the mental health department 
I suppose they have to because it's fucking winter all the time and winter is sad. Winter is sad. But anyways. So I went there at the end of March, stayed for a few days, and I remember Easter was in March of that year and I was like, oh, I need to leave because I need to come home for Easter because again, I was still Catholic, all this good stuff. Um, So I did that. And we had Easter break because St. Scholastica is a Catholic school. So we got a break for Easter. Came back up after Easter break. Tried to do school. Kept working two jobs. Kept working out. Kept restricting. But now I was also um, going to programming Monday through Thursday for three hours. So now I'm getting up, working out, going to work, trying to do nursing school, going to other work. Um trying to do homework and like literally fighting my eating disorder which is a lot of fucking work to do let me tell you I don't recommend it I recommend if you have a mental illness or you have something that you feel like taking over your life just fucking fix it like just just do it because it's gonna fucking slam you on your ass anyways if you don't pay attention to it so you might as well do it right away um so quickly became suicidal so that's why I was at Birch Tree again stayed there for a few days came home for Easter went back up to school after Easter break and just wanted to die like I did not want to live at all um I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my friends who brought me my friend who was like no I'm not fucking letting you stay here I'm bringing your ass to birch tree um and I mean it when I say that I wouldn't be here if it weren't for that friend so I am forever grateful at the time I was super pissed super pissed um but I got over it and I am very grateful that I'm here and that that friend didn't allow me to be overcome by the darkness that I was feeling at that point in time um so after that it was kind of like yeah if I try and do school I'm literally gonna fucking die so I withdrew from my classes took a break from school um went through the Emily program for the rest of the summer I did stay residential for a few weeks um and then Stepped down, did intensive inpatient programming, intensive outpatient programming, and then just outpatient programming. Um, So then now we're in like the fall of 2018. I decided that I wanted to try and go back to school. So I didn't take a break at all. I literally left spring semester, got better using quotation marks um, over the summer and was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do school again. Uh, so I took some general courses at Ridgewater, which is community college in Hutch. Um, and I did okay, but they didn't push me as much as I needed to be pushed. And I'm kind of a twat. So like, if I'm not challenged, I'm just not going to fucking do it. Honestly, like if I'm bored or if I'm not challenged, I'm not doing it. Um, and that's kind of what I found with, with the classes is I wasn't being challenged. If you give me an inch, I'll take a mile. So I would like turn shit in late and the professors were like chill with it. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to keep doing this then. I have a really bad habit with procrastinating, especially, especially with schoolwork. Um, so 
the winter of 2018, I was with a partner for, like, literally since I was 13. We were engaged. I know most of you know my story, but I'm not going to name drop. And this is my story, so I'm not going to spend time talking about that um, out of respect for that person. And because it's really just a little blip in the in the radar, right? And I don't mean that in an insulting way. Um, but so my partner and I broke up and, um, I was like, fuck it. I have to leave. Like, I don't want to get back together with this person and I need to go back up to Duluth. And it just kind of worked out where I had rented a house for the entire year for the 2018, 2019 year. And one of the girls who was in the house was going to study abroad. So a room opened up. So everything like all worked out. Um, So I was like, I'm going back up to Duluth and went back up to Duluth, tried to do school again, um, about a month into school. So I had broken up with my partner and a month into trying to reacclimate to school and living on my own again, um, my grandma died and that was painful. She was my last grandma. She always called me her little angel. Um... That was fucking hard. Um, and I had some other experiences too during that spring semester. So this is now the spring of 2019 where things just sucked. Um, I was assaulted at a bar and that was very hard. And that's something that I've been working through. Um, and that's not something I'm going to get into in this podcast. I might share about it in the future in the future podcasts or whatever but right now we're talking about my journey through school which is a big fat roller coaster um so anyways quickly my mental health deteriorated between um being assaulted and um breaking up with my partner and losing my grandma um so I really really (sighs) I really tried to make Duluth work. Obviously, in the spring, I was going back to the College of St. Scholastica, and it just wasn't working out. In I think it was June, I had another mental health lapse. I had come home to visit my parents, and while I was home, um, the suicidal ideation just overcame me again, and I went to the hospital, was transferred down to Albert Lee, and was inpatient for a few days, um, and came back and decided to move home. Which I fucking hated because, again, Winstead runs. But um, that's when I met Jared. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, so I took the summer off and I took that fall off. So now we're in the fall of 2019. So then the spring of 2020 came and I was like, I need to go back to school. Even though clearly school isn't fucking working for me. But, you know. Sometimes I'm just a fucking hard head, okay? So, this is a prime example of that. So, spring 2020 rolls around, and I'm like, I need to go back to school, because the only way I'm going to be successful is if I get a four-year degree, which is not true, but that is what we were taught. You know, if you're from a small town, you get it. So, decided I need to go back to school, and tried to do online classes at Crown College. Obviously, the pandemic hit. That fucking sucked. Decided that Crown College wasn't challenging me enough. Applied to St. Kate's with intended pre-nursing. 
um, got accepted to St. Kate's, started doing, finishing off like the prereqs that I needed for the nursing program at St. Kate's. Um, I'm just noticing, I'm like glancing at the cards as I am talking because I left the two cards sit out because I want to post them on Instagram. Um, and there's actually a crow in the seer card. And, you know, we pulled, like, crow spirit. And there's a crow in the seer card. And they're both kind of, like, blue and red and pretty. And it's just cool. The universe is the universe is cool. So I'll post a picture of it. You guys should go check it out. But anyway, sorry. Distracted. I do that a lot. Uh, so decided to go to St. Kate's. Was doing classes like that um, over the summer and then into the fall. Um, and I had hopped a lot of jobs. I was working at... In the fall of 2019, since I wasn't going to school, I decided to get a full-time job. So I started a job at um, a shelter for at-risk youth, and I loved that job. I really did. It was challenging. It was rewarding. I love teenagers. I think they have so much to offer the world, um, and it makes me sad that so many teenager- teenagers just get like pushed aside or that so many adults just discredit teenagers but they're literally like some of the most resilient human beings that I have ever fucking met especially these kids um they were incredible that is a portion of my life that I will forever be grateful for so decided to work there um in the spring when I started doing classes again I had a severe case of burnout management wasn't supportive and so I was like you know what fuck it like I can't do this. Literally, I would come home, you guys, and I would bawl my eyes out because that's how exhausted I was. Like, this job was sucking the life out of me. And I was like, that is not cool. So I'm going to quit. Um, tossed around a couple of other jobs over the summer and into the fall. So now it's the fall of 2020. And I am still doing, attempting to do classes online at St. Kate's and I'm milking cows and I picked up another job in the school district the, 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 the school district as a health aide. Um and <laughs> the universe is really just like, bitch, fucking stop doing all this shit. Honestly. Like how many times do I have to tell you to stop doing this? But you know, I am who I am, so I need basically to be slapped in the face with a pan that says, fucking stop doing this. Um so, I was working uh, 10-hour days, I think it was. 10, 11-hour days. I'd go straight from the school to milking cows, and then I'd come home and have to do homework, and I just couldn't keep up. Along with that, winter was coming. Winter is not my season. I get super depressed. Like, man, seasonal depression is a real thing. I hate winter. It's fucking cold. I won't get into it because I'll go off on a tangent about winter for a long time. Um, but my depression and anxiety got worse and they continued to get worse. And I started to restrict again and all of this kind of stuff. And in my last episode, I shared how the pandemic really affected my mental health. So I won't get into it too much since I did share that into in the last episode. Um, but then in December, I went back to, well, I shouldn't say back to, but I checked myself into the hospital again because I wasn't able to keep myself safe. 
Um, and it was really at this point in time when it finally clicked in my brain. Like, oh, maybe this isn't working out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I remember being in residential at the hospital and talking on the phone with Jared and being like, I don't think I can do school anymore. And he was like, yes, duh. And I was like, oh, wait, you knew that? And he was like, yes, I fucking, yes, yes, I knew it. It wasn't working. I knew it wasn't working. But the type of person that I am, even if he would have told me, I would have been like, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway just to prove you wrong. So he didn't waste his breath, which is smart because I wouldn't have listened anyway. Um, and so I checked in with a couple of other close friends and I was like, hey, did you know that like school isn't working for me? And they were like, uh, yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was like, wow, this is just like an epitome, an epiphany, an epitome. I don't know which one it is, but I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. And it was like, everything finally clicked and all the like gears went into place and started turning the really big wheel in my brain and I was like oh fuck yeah maybe I need to actually chill the fuck out from school like take an actual break or maybe not even go back at all (laughs) um and I was just fucking losing my shit I was like I don't know what I want to do I've the past five, six years of my life, I've literally dedicated to nursing or social work or some type of field in the humanities. And Jared was like, well, actually, I don't remember how we came upon this realization. Oh, you know what? I think I was talking with the hospital staff and they were like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I love animals. Like I've always wanted to open my own rescue or sanctuary or whatever. And they were like, then do it. And I was like, but I fucking can't. And they were like, why? And I was like, uh because I can't and they were like no seriously why can't you do it and I was like uh because I have to go to school and they were like why do you have to go to school and I was like because my parents said so and they were like okay why and I was like oh god damn it stop like unraveling my entire core because so much of my identity had been wrapped up in me getting a four-year degree me being successful by getting a four-year degree and to me the only way to be successful was by getting a four-year degree So they really fucking challenged that. I felt like my heart had been kicked out of my body. Um, And that was a really scary feeling. It was a really, really scary feeling to let go of someone that I had been and something that I had been trying to achieve for so long. Um... And I had Jared's full support right away. I was like, I think I might want to do something with animals. And he was like, yeah, duh. Like, obviously, like, after the first, like, school's not good for me conversation, the next conversation was, I think I might want to do something with animals. And literally every single person that I talked to was like, yeah, duh, you fucking love animals. Like, I don't know why it took you this long to realize it. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. And it's just because... I stuffed it down. I stuffed my love for animals down when I was going for nursing and trying to go for social work and trying to do all of this because my version of success that had been put in my head was that if you work with animals, you're not successful. You don't get paid well. It's fucking like be a nurse. Being a nurse is successful. That is what was going on in my mind and I just couldn't let it go. 
So I had a conversation with my parents because it was really their approval that I was needing, which again, I think I touched on this in the last podcast. Like I don't fucking listen to my parents, but their approval does mean a lot to me. It's a very complicated thing. Uh, we're working through it in therapy. That's all I can say about that. Um, but so I, I had a conversation with my mom and she was like, Mariah, do you think that school is causing all of this? You know, like I had been to the hospital twice in the past year and I was like I think it is and she was like then fuck school but she didn't say that because my mother doesn't say the f word but she was like then screw school why are you trying to do school like this is not making you happy you are in the hospital because you are depressed and anxious and you can't cope with life because you're trying to fit a puzzle piece into like a spot that doesn't work like and after we had that conversation, I just felt a weight lift off my shoulders and was like, oh, okay, I actually can do what I want and it will be okay. Um, and so I decided not to go back to my job at the school. Um, luckily, I was able to keep my milking job. I was in the hospital for about a week. Um no, I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital. I went in on a Tuesday and got out on a f- Friday, I think. Um, but I milk Monday through Friday. So I was off for a week and my coworkers and my boss were incredibly awesome and like made it work so that they filled in for me and didn't have to hire extra help. And so my spot was still there when I came back. Um, And I truly love milking cows. I do. It's one of my favorite jobs that I've ever had. The family that I milk for is incredible and amazing. And the day that I have to leave, I'm going to bawl my eyes out for five hours straight. Uh, So that's how I feel about that. But I don't foresee that day coming anytime soon. Knock on wood. Or anything like that. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Um... Sorry, I've just been talking for so long that I kind of like lost my train of thought. But I think I'm almost done. (laughs) If you have stopped listening by now, I don't fucking blame you, TBH. If you're still listening, wow, thank you. Um, Yeah, I said last episode that I was going to try and keep these episodes under like 20 minutes. Obviously, that's not fucking happening since we're at 39 minutes and 45 seconds right now. Um, actually a little bit more because I'm making this a separate segment and I think I have like five or six minutes of other minutes added on before this. So damn, uh, but I guess I have a lot to say. (laughs) So we're almost to the end of it. I promise. Um, so came back out of the hospital, was literally just surviving off of my milking paycheck. Again, Jared is incredible i don't have enough good things to say about him he is the best partner i could have ever asked for or ever imagined for myself and i am so grateful that i am with him his support his everything like literally everything i would not be where i am or who i am if it weren't for him and Maybe not who I am, because I think that I'm turning into who I was always meant to become. But I think it would have taken me longer if I wouldn't have had Jared's 
constant and endless support and that is just something that is so incredible to me and I was like you know I'm not making money and he's like I don't fucking care I don't want you to be sad and depressed I don't want you to be going to the hospital again and that's just something that's I'm so grateful for so so grateful for um so came out of the hospital and was jobless, was just surviving off my milking check, which was not enough. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you that. I have four animals and rent to pay and gas to put in my car. Not enough. Um, so Jared helped out a lot there. And then I was looking for jobs. I was like stressing myself the fuck out because I was like, I need to work. I don't enjoy not working. Like I have a very hard and driven work ethic. I enjoy physically working. I'm not the type of girl who can really like stand to sit or stand in an office all day I like to be moving my body I like to be outside interacting with others whether it's animals nature or people um and so I found a job for a excuse me I burped I found a job online for a um pet care attendant at a animal boarding facility and I applied and I got the job and that was in January. So it's February now. So I've been there for about a month now. Um, and I fucking love it, you guys. I love it. So basically, um, we are a pet facility. We offer training, daycare, boarding, um, grooming services. I already said training. I feel like there's one more big thing that I miss. Anyways, um... So, what I do is I get to take care of animals all day long. And it's super cool and it's so exciting to finally be putting my foot back into the animal world. Um, I feel so at peace and calm with this direction. Like, when I was going for nursing or going for social work, I felt rushed I felt like I need to get this done I need to get all my prereqs done I need to um like I need to hurry up and be done so I can start and like I honestly have no idea my dogs might bark because there's a weird noise oh no Igor's just passed the fuck out on the floor he's so cute he's so naughty um oh, see now I got distracted again hold on oh yeah so I actually have like no idea what the fuck I'm gonna do but I'm just blindly, like, happily and blindly putting one foot in front of the other at this boarding place. I talked with the dog trainer there, and she's like, if you want to be a dog trainer, I'll fucking make you a dog trainer. Um, there We have cats there. We have dogs there. We do have critters there sometimes. Not while I've been working there, but people can drop off like their rabbits or their guinea pigs if they're going on vacation and we'll board them and take care of them and stuff like that. Um, and it's just so cool. I love animal behavior. Obviously, I love animals. And goddamn, I am tired at the end of every day, but I am not exhausted. And I hope you know where I am coming from. Because all the other jobs that I've worked, besides milking, I would come home and I would be tired and exhausted. And regardless of how shitty some of the dogs are or 
whatever. Like, I don't have a complaint about my coworkers. Like, everyone who's there is awesome. Um, but, like, regardless if there's, like, a fucking psychotic dog there or if I get bit or... Like, if the dogs are just being frustrating, I come home at the end of the day, and I'm excited to go back. And let me tell you, I don't get paid a lot at all. I got paid way more working in human services. Um, And that's something that Jared and I talked about, too. Because I was like, I'm not going to make a lot of money. And he's like, I don't fucking care. Like, I, I genuinely don't fucking care. But way more polite than that. This is just me paraphrasing. Um, and yeah, so that's just kind of where I'm at. I'm at this pet boarding place. I am working with dogs and animals every single day. Um, Jared and I are currently in the process of moving into our house. We sign the papers next Friday and I'm so excited. Um, so I haven't really begun working directly with the trainer yet. But once all of the paperwork is done and things kind of settle down with our move back to Winstead and into our house, um, I'm going to start shadowing the trainer, start leading some classes, all of that stuff. And I am incredibly excited for it. Like there are so many different ways that I can go through working at this facility and it's incredibly exciting. Okay, so that is just kind of the story of how I ended up where I ended up. Um, I'm getting pretty tired, so I don't have a lot more to say. But I do just want to talk a little bit about how I'm feeling. And that is good. Like, I still am depressed. I am still anxious. I still struggle with my eating. But for the first time in a long time, I feel... I don't want to say stable and I don't want to say like when you think of like a boat floating on the water just calm water just floating that is how I feel right now and that's how I feel about where I'm at in life and everything like that and that's such a wonderful feeling and I just challenge you and want you to know that you deserve to feel that too about your life and about your career choice. And if you don't feel that, fucking change it. Like, if you're going to school for something and you're like, I fucking hate this, don't do it anymore. It doesn't matter how much money you spent on loans. You'll pay them back. And life is worth living and life is worth living happy. And shit, man, we already have so much against us. Like, you might as well do what you truly love and what you truly feel called to do, regardless of what other people are going to think, regardless of what your inner critic thinks, because my inner critic is a cunt, and I tell her to shut the fuck up. Um, I had a lot of judgments about me giving up nursing and or social work and going into the animal field. A lot of judgments about it. Um, But... I feel that this is the right direction. I'm excited to see where I'm going to go. Like I said, I'd love to open my own rescue or sanctuary. Or maybe I'll be a vet tech. Or maybe I'll be a dog trainer. Or maybe I'll be none of it. Who knows? But for right now, this is what fits. And this is what I am happy doing. And I am so happy to be stepping back into the animal world. And just listening 
to what I truly want and what my soul wants. And that is to be here now. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I know it's really hard to let go of school, especially if you grew up in a small town and were told that the only way that you can be successful is by getting your four-year degree. I'm here to tell you that that's bullshit and that you define your own success. Um, and honestly, it's your life and you have to fucking live it for you. So I'm probably going to get another dog. Maybe, probably, Jared doesn't want another dog, but I want another dog. Um, and I'm going to live my fucking life. I'm going to get more tattoos. I'm going to be tatted the fuck out. Maybe I'll shave my head one day. Who knows? But whatever I do, I'm going to do it for me and for the life that I want to create and craft. And you should do the same. And then you should not give a fuck about what other people think. And that's my podcast episode. I feel like I have more to say, but I feel like that's a good place to end. Like, I can't do five podcast episodes in one podcast episode. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, I feel, I'm feel i feeling good. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, to all of you who have, like, sent me messages about my podcast, I literally want to cry happy tears when I see your messages. They fill my heart. And, like, some of you have reached out to me and have been like, I totally feel that. Like, I have gone through the same thing. I'm experiencing the same thing. Like, That is why I am blabbing for over an hour is to just give hopefully someone like the breath of relief that you're not alone. You're not going through this alone. And this is some hard shit that we're working through and that we're pulling through. So I'm proud of all of you. Unless you do bad things, then probably not. Um, But I'm proud of all of you and we'll see you next episode.